The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. On this Veritas episode, we bring you light in a world of darkness. It has been 10 years since we had him on. So tonight, I will set the stage, but I will let him take us where he wants to go. What would that be? Get ready and buckle up. It will be a wild and enlightening ride. I guarantee it. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Divinia Water, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Fabregas. Tonight's guest is a Veritas veteran and returns after 10 years. Jordan Maxwell continues as a preeminent researcher and independent scholar in the field of occult and religious philosophy. His interest in these subjects began as far back as 1959. For a more comprehensive bio, we have it on our website. But I want to leverage every minute with him. Directly from Flagstaff, Arizona, north of where I am, I'd like to welcome a black belt in symbol literacy, Jordan Maxwell. Hello, Jordan, and welcome back to Veritas after 10 years. How are you? Pretty good, I think. I had a little problem last night, but I'll be okay now, I think. Thanks for being with us, and I can't believe that it's been 10 years since the last time you and I talked. We met in a few conferences along the years, but we haven't interviewed you for quite some time. First, I'd like to ask you, Jordan, because it's been a decade since we last talked, what has happened in the past decade? You had some health issues, which fortunately you seem to have overcome. There were some legal battles you fought. Do you want to tell our audience what happened in the last decade? Well, I'd like to tell you, but I can't. I've got a court order ordering me not to say a word about anything. So I can't say anything. Just say this, that I have a website, Miss Jordan Maxwell's show. You have to end the word show, S-H-O-W. Jordan Maxwell's show is my website. There are other websites out on the web with my name on them, my pictures of my name. But they're not mine. They belong to other people who are using my name to make themselves wealthy, to make, you know, to sell products, etc. So the research one is not you, Jordan, the one that's, uh, I don't want to mention the whole name, the one about research, is that you or not? Yeah, that's me too, the Jordan Maxwell research, but that's on my original, that's on my Jordan Maxwell show. I have two websites. I have one Jordan Maxwell Show, which is my public website, and then on my website, I have a second one that you can join, which is a private website, <clears throat> but anyone can join. 
And it's all in my private research. I'm putting everything I've ever done up on the web. <clears throat> I've got a webmaster who's working around the clock, putting all of my pictures and documents and videos, audios, uh, <clears throat> important articles, research articles, just everything I've done over the years. I want to put it all up there so when I leave this world, at least everyone can go to the you know to the the dumping ground for all of my research stuff. It's so it won't be lost forever. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I didn't give free advertisement to the other person that we don't want to discuss. So I wanted to make sure that 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 website is linked to your Jordan Maxwell Show dot com. Yeah, yeah. So That's you are it. for the record a little bit under the weather, and we appreciate that you're here with us today. I wanted to ask you. I recently heard you on a, a friend's platform, uh, David Whitehead's a great show, and he asked you a few questions that I really personally never heard of before. It was a story of uh, kind of an otherworldly experience. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Because I don't think our audience, or at least I didn't know. Well, I think what you're talking about is my girlfriend when I was 19 years old. Right. Okay. <clears throat> I was born and raised in Pensacola, Florida, in, uh, the panhandle of Florida. And uh, I left home at 19, like most kids. I left home at 19, and I ended up in Los Angeles. <clears throat> and when I got here, I knew nobody. I had nothing. I didn't know where I was. I had no money, no place to go, no friends, no family, nothing. But I somehow or another stayed alive and I ended up in a little city just north of Hollywood, just a little bit north of Hollywood, about five or six miles north of Hollywood and, and the city was called North Hollywood. <laughs> and uh, and it was just a little Mickey Mouse little town <clears throat> and I ended up there and got a job there and moved there <clears throat> and I used to walk downtown because I was only about two blocks from downtown for what, you know, for downtown for what it's worth was about two blocks away from where I lived. And so I used to walk downtown on Saturday mornings to uh, have breakfast and hang around town. And I went down one morning on Saturday morning and the, the only restaurant in town was right in the middle of town. <clears throat> And I went in for breakfast and come to find out the place was absolutely crowded. No room anywhere except I spotted a empty seat at the counter. So I went over and sat at the counter and I'm sitting next to a girl. I'm 19. She was about 17. And we started talking and come to find out she lived about three blocks from town on the same street I did. And so we started hanging out together, and after breakfast, we would run around, roam around town and end up in a movie and walk home. And uh, <clears throat> so we started doing that regular on Saturdays and sometimes on Sundays. But when we would walk home, I live only two blocks from home, and she lived three blocks from town. And so she always knew where I lived, but I never followed her home to know where exactly where she lived, realizing it's only about a block away anyway. <clears throat> and so one evening, it was on a Friday evening, she came to my place, 
And it was about 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. And she said, my dad wants to talk to you. And I said, I don't have anything to say to him. <laughs> and she said, no, my father is a very important man, and he he has something to tell you, and he, and he wants to talk to you, so you need to come tonight. And I thought, well, that sounds kind of strange. He has something to tell me. So I thought, okay, all right, well, how bad could it be? It's her father. So <clears throat> I walked with her for about a block, and for the first time I saw where she lived. <clears throat> and when uh, when we were walking up to her house, her father came out. He just happened to be coming out, and he saw us, and he, he motioned for us to come in. But his mannerisms immediately uh, uh, brought a response to me spiritually. The hair raised up on the back of my neck, and I could feel very, very prominently that there's something about this man that you don't understand. He's not a normal man. That much I picked up on instantly. And so he kept smiling and, and, and bidding us, come on in. And so I didn't know if I want to go in because of what I was feeling about him. It wasn't frightening or scary or challenging. It's just strange. I don't feel he's a normal human. I, I just felt that. And so I went in because I, my feeling was at the time, I mean, how bad could it be? It's her father, and she's a sweet girl, so it's her father, so let's give it a try. So I went in, and uh, she had a sister, a little beautiful little girl, a little sister, and the two girls sat on the floor, and there was a large sofa in the front room. The mother happened to be in the kitchen or something in the back bedroom in the kitchen, so I never met the mother that first night. And so the father and I sat on the sofa on opposite ends. And he was asking me little questions, normal things about how long have you been here and how do you like living here and do you have a job? And my daughter told me she met you in a restaurant, et cetera, et cetera. And so I was feeling a little bit better about him because he's talking about normal things I can relate to. But there was still something about him. I didn't know what it was, but my gut told me there's something about him. And and it's not from this world. It's not of this world. And so we were talking again. He just giving me little, you know, normal questions. You ask a kid. And then he said to me after a few minutes, he said, remember when you were back in Florida and your father built a new back porch? Do you remember that when your, your dad tore up the old back porch and built a new one? And that scared me. And I didn't want to show tears in front of my girlfriend or show her that I was frightened. How did he know? It, legi it legitimately frightened me because he was absolutely right. My dad did build a new back porch. But I had no idea in the world, how does he know this? <clears throat> And I knew there was something about him, but I didn't didn't know. So I didn't say much about it. And then he said, well, you remember one night after the porch was built, your dad built the porch with green lumber because it was cheaper. And he built it with green lumber, and green lumber at night smells funny. And he said, remember one night you were in bed, you were about eight years old, and you were in bed, and you got up out of bed, you went out in the back porch. Do you remember doing that? 
And he said, and the moon was full, and you sat out in the back porch, and you picked the wood with your fingernails. And you picked a little piece of the wood, like a toothpick, and you held it up to your nose so you could smell the strange smell of green lumber. <clears throat> and he said, and you were looking at the new moon, or the full moon. And he said, and you know what you did? And I didn't say anything. I was just fascinated that he was so correct. And he said, you talked to God. You looked at the moon and you talked to God, didn't you? And I didn't know what to say. And my girlfriend's looking at me and her sister looking at me. And I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know who this is. And I don't know where, where I'm coming from or where I'm going with this. And I said, yes, I did. And he said, I know we, you talked to the moon because we saw you. And I said, what do you mean, we saw you? And he said, well, we were here, we saw you. And I said, who are you? And he said, well, that's not important. What's important is what I have to tell you. And he said, you have always been interested in UFOs and aliens and other world knowledge, haven't you? And I said, yes, all my life. He said, yep, I know, we've been watching you for a long time. And he said, <clears throat> You asked God something. What did you ask God? And I didn't say anything. I just looked at him, stared at him. He said, well, let me tell you what you said. You said to God that you wanted to do something important with your life. You didn't want to be here just because you happened to be born. You wanted to actually do something with your life important. Is that what you said? And and I just stared at him, and I and I shook my head, yes. And he said, I know. We heard you. And he says, so why are you here in California today? Why did you come here? And I said, I don't know. I just had to come to Los Angeles. I don't know why. And he said, that's right. We brought you here. You said you wanted to do something for God, so we brought you here. We're going to give you a chance to do something for God. And I said, I don't understand what you're talking about. He said, that's all right. Don't worry about it. He said, also, you've been very interested in UFOs, haven't you? And and I and growing up in Pensacola, I've had so many UFO experiences, other world experiences as a child, seeing seeing things that no one else saw. And so I said to him, "Yes, I have been." And he said, "Yeah, I know. We've been watching you." And he said, "Would you like to see some UFOs up close tonight?" And I said, "Yes, I would." And he, and he smiled and said, that much I can do for you. Come on, I'll show you. And I said, here tonight? He said, that's right. You said you wanted to see UFOs up close. Yeah, well, come with me. I will show them. Wow. I'll show you. And so I got up with him. He and I got up, and, and the two girls got up, and the four of us went out in his front yard. And this is in North Hollywood in 1959, some 60 years ago, about 60 years ago. <clears throat> and he looked up into the sky. It was a beautiful summer night. He looked up into the sky in Los Angeles, and he starts uh, talking to the sky, but inaudibly. You can't hear him, but you can see his mouth is moving. He's obviously talking to someone. And I'm I'm looking at my girlfriend, and she's looking at me, and her look on her face, I could read it well. She was wondering, how am I taking all of this experience? And I didn't know what to do. I'm just, I'm fascinated with this man. I mean, he knows everything about me. 
and and yet I don't know who he is. I I don't know why it is I met him or I met him through her. Why did I beat her? And so he's. He said to me, I've just talked to them. They said they'll be here in about a minute or two. And they're coming from the south, and they're going north. So he pointed south. He said, they'll be coming from the south, and they're going north. And they said to tell you they'll be here in a couple of minutes, about two minutes. And I said, who? And he said, you said you wanted to see the UFOs. I, yes. Well, wait a couple of minutes, and they'll be here. I said, how do you know that? He said, I just talked to them. And they said, they'll be here. And I thought, what do you mean you talked to them? You just looked up in the sky and talked to the sky. And sure enough, by the time I started dealing with this in my, in my mind, sure enough, three UFOs, which is exactly what they were, unidentified flying objects, but there were three of them in a circle. They were circular, like a saucer. That's why they called them flying saucers. And <clears throat> all three of them came from the south. They were going north. They were moving very slow. They weren't going very fast at all. They were moving very slow in a triangle position, uh, formation. And as they came over the top of us, all three of them stopped instantaneously and they were absolutely gorgeous. No words could explain how beautiful these things were. They were circular like a saucer, and yet the bottom of the saucer, what we could see, the bottom was cut in like six or eight pieces like a pie. And each one of the pie strips was a different color. And they circulated, the color circulated. But one thing particular I remember about the colors of those saucers is they were laser colors, extraordinarily brilliant colors. Three of them were circulating colors that were laser colors. And I was amazed at the beauty of these quiet, making no sound whatsoever, and, and circular, like pie shape with colors, and I stood there staring at them for a moment, and I looked back at the father, and he smiled, and he said, they're beautiful, aren't they? And I said, they're gorgeous. Who is this? Who are you? Why am I seeing this? And he said, well, you said you wanted to do something for God, so we're going to give you something to do. We'll see if you can do it. And I said, I don't understand. He said, you don't need to understand. What we have for you to do, you will do at the very end of your life, the very last part of your life, we have something for you to do. And you won't have to fool with it until the very last part of your life. So go back out in the world and just live your life and don't worry about it. We'll make sure you meet who you're supposed to. We'll make sure you train you. And you'll be prepared at the end of your life to do something for us that we need you to do for us. And after all, you did ask if you could do something, so we're letting you do it. And I was amazed. And he said, I have something for you I'm going to give you tonight as a book. And I want you to read this book, and I want you to think about what you're reading. And then we'll talk about this another time. We'll talk about it later. So I agreed, and we went back in the house, the girls and the UFOs, they, they started moving northward again. 
And, they, and we stayed out there watching them for a few moments until they were finally gone. They got out of sight. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section, or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today, with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it, because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.